All right. Here we are. Hi. Are we live? Yeah. Are we going? I think. See that red light? Yeah. Well, good morning, everybody, and a welcome to the hills. <laughs> right here in our in our house, we're sitting in, in my office here at our home, all snowed in, and man, it's warm and <laughs> toasty. And <laughs> That's what I've been doing all week, or ever since it started snowing, just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just so you know. Um, you know, I... I, I, I don't like the fact that we're not at church together. Uh, man, I just miss it when we're not. But also, I am really happy that everybody is safe. Yes. And so, we just want to encourage you that if you are driving, please drive slow. Be careful. I think the roads are getting some better. But we have a lot of folks that go to our church that live on back roads. And it was just some bad, bad stuff. Um, we got out in it a little bit yesterday and drove around in, in, in the four-wheel drive Jeep, and it was still, it was still crazy. Um, you know, we had a lot of stuff planned for today, and uh, we had a big birthday celebration. We had uh, Hills Gatherings uh, was gonna, registration. registration. But, so what we're going to do is we're going to bump that to next Sunday on the 31st. And it'll be a big, big day Just next pack Sunday. pack it all in. Yeah, absolutely. So next Sunday, we're celebrating our four-year birthday at the Hills. I can't believe it. Four. Whoa, check that out. <laughs> girl. <laughs> you had to get ready for the video. <laughs> you got dressed for church. I did. We are celebrating four years. It really is hard to believe and so exciting to think about all that God has done in those four years. I can't wait. We're going to have some fun things planned for you guys, so be sure and join us for that. Yeah, so next Sunday we'll be doing that. We'll also um, we'll also be doing our gatherings launch, um, and so that you have a chance for you to register for gatherings, and we got a good number of them, and so you'll have a you'll have an opportunity to read through um, your, a menu of what's going on and what those are all about, and register for those as well. And then after church, go out get some birthday treats. And uh, and spend some time together. Just plan on next Sunday. You know that'll be our last our last chance of one service uh, at ten o'clock. So just um, plan on hanging out a little bit afterwards. Yeah. It'd be a fun time. Okay. Uh, speaking of our last service, uh, last I should say last one service Sunday, uh, the next Sunday, February the seventh, on Super Sunday, we're having our own Super Sunday at the Hills, and we're launching multiple services nine o'clock. 11 o'clock. Um, last week, we asked you to uh, fill something out. Let us know. Um, fill out one of the little cards. Let mm-hmm. us know um, which one you'd plan on attending. And thank you all for that. We, that's, that's helping us figure out you know, what kind of manpower we're going to need and volunteers. But then also, the other thing we ask you to do is on the back of that, we ask you to write down the name of someone that you, um, that you were going to be praying for and planning on inviting mm-hmm. and Kristen has uh, some of those cards right here I do and and we have we've been praying over them I do and if you didn't get a chance to fill that one out we're going to give you another opportunity to write the name of maybe your coworker, your family your friends people that you're really be- believing God for maybe somebody that you're wanting to invite and you're wanting to share about our amazing church and what God is doing and you're wanting to you're wanting us to pray with you. We're going to believe with you. And as a church family, we're going to pray together over those names. I've already started. We're praying over those names of those people that you've written 
um, on the back of those cards. And again, we're going to give you another opportunity next week. So come ready um, and ready to fill one of those out. And we're going to be praying over those every week until we launch. Why don't you, um, why don't you maybe pray right now? Okay, I want to. Um, Lord, I just thank you for um, what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity um, that you've given us, God, to grow as a church. And I thank you, Lord, that you are giving us this um, this opportunity as well to invite those yes, that um, we have a heart for, that we love, those that are close to us, maybe those that you've laid on our heart that... Um, that we need to introduce ourselves to and invite God and share what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray over these names right now, God, and I pray that you would begin to move on their heart and you would begin um, to allow them to feel your love through us. And, God, I pray that you would uh, bring them. And yes, I Lord. thank you again, God, for just the growth and the opportunity that we have as a church family to do this together. Yes. And we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. And you know, as Kristen said, if you didn't get a chance to fill one out last Sunday, we're going to give you that opportunity to do that this next Sunday. And also next Sunday, when you show up, we're actually going to have some invite cards uh, that you can take with you and hand out to friends and hand out to family. But today, uh, we're going to be emailing you a, a, a digital invite. So you can forward that to a friend. And I just want you to do that. When you get that email today, just take some time, five seconds is all it takes, and hit that forward button and include the people that you want to invite and just tell them what service you're going to attend. And, you know, I would just say this. If you have some friends that say, I'd like to do the nine, others want to do the 11, then maybe you want to plan on being at both to be there to greet them and, and host them uh, during, during the day. Um, also, we're, we're posting things on social media. Um, and so it's a great opportunity for you to repost it or to take that image and uh, post it. And then also text it to friends. I think that's a great way. You know, the stats are 80%. And I've heard it, it's, it's it, even as high as 90%. But the stat, we'll, we'll use the lower one. Okay. The stats are 80% of people that don't go to church say they would go to church if someone invited them. Wow. So let's just do it. Wow. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's not just launch two services. Let's just plan on filling those services up. And we have, that's why we're doing it. That's why we are launching two services is so people have another opportunity to come right. and, and to, to have a junction with Jesus. So if God's done something amazing in your life at the hills, whether you've been there a long time or just a little bit, uh, then share that with somebody. That's a great way to start Absolutely. a conversation. And, and it's a very organic, easy way to share uh, with somebody and invite somebody. If you don't know what to do, just share your story. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the greatest way of marketing is sharing mm -hmm. your story. Well, I've got, a, I've got a few things that I want to share with you today as well. Um, I want to tag on to what we, what we talked last week and just share a little, a little thought with you that maybe help you get through the week as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go sledding. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit over there and I'm going to amen you. You're not. That? You're going to go sledding. No, I'm going to go eat some chicken. No, I'm going <laughs> to amen you. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to amen me? Yeah, I'm going to amen you. Bye. Oh, Man, the screen just got really ugly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love you, baby girl. You can go sledding if you want to. Amen. I'm going to take, uh, take a sip of water. Man, I love this church. I love what we get to do, how God has, 
how God has just put this whole thing together. And uh, what, a, what an amazing um, honor it is for Chris and I to be the pastors here at the Hills. <clears throat> you know, last week we, we've been in the series on Genesis, where we've been in Genesis, uh, really Genesis 1. We've, we've, uh, we've forayed a little bit into Genesis chapter 2. Um, and so last week we talked about, we read Genesis 1, 26 through 30. And I'm looking at my, my notes here, Genesis 1, 26 through 30, and uh, mainly talked about the fact that God gave Adam and Eve a place, and then he said, I want you to take that place and make it fruitful. And I want you to, one scripture said, Genesis 2, 15 said, the Lord placed man in the garden to tend it and to watch over it. And so we just talked about stewardship last week. For those of you that were not there, I'd recommend you go to the podcast and, and listen to that. Uh, <coughs> and so we listed four things last week that we discussed. Is first of all, stewardship equals responsibility. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. It is our responsibility to be fruitful. God puts things in us so that we will replicate ourselves. So reproduction, that's what fruit is. So there's a seed that goes in the ground. That seed produces a tree. That tree produces fruit. That fruit then produces more seed that can then produce more trees. So when, when God talks about being fruitful uh, in Genesis, when, when, John, when Jesus talked about being fruitful in John, what he was saying is, I want you to reproduce more of you. And so, you know, we talk about an invite card, inviting a friend, bringing someone to church. That's more than us just trying to build a big church. That is our responsibility to reproduce ourselves in others by, by witnessing. You know, that's an old, old term that we don't hear a lot anymore, being a, you know, witnessing to others. Uh, but, you know, to be a witness is what you are in a court of law. When you stand and say, this is what happened, this is what I saw, and I think that you and I need to be reminded of being a witness. Sometimes I just invite people to church. I love what Kristen said a moment ago. Don't just do that. Share your story. Share what God has done in your life through the people that he's surrounded you with. You know, whether that's the hills or, or whatever God has done in your life, to share that story, witnessing to other people. Uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I ask myself the question, I'm the pastor, and I look out, over that audience, and I think, who's here because of me? Not because of what I do on Sunday, but who's here because I personally invited them? And when I, I shared that stat a moment ago that 80 to 90% of people will come to church if someone invited them, how easy is that? It, it's so very easy for us to do that. And not just, not just replicating, uh, re- reproducing ourselves through witnessing, but I believe replicating Jesus and others through discipleship that it's not enough just to invite someone to church. We have to be willing to help them in their walk and their journey with Jesus. I believe that's that's one of the things I love about gatherings is that gives us that opportunity. Um, so who is there that's at the hills or that has come to know Jesus because of you? And then I would ask the next part of that question is, who is seeing Jesus formed in their life because of you or because of me? So it is our responsibility to be fruitful. The next thing is stewardship is authority. He said, fill the earth, govern it, or subdue it, 
and have dominion over it. You know, the word kingdom means the king's domain. So when you're walking, when a king is walking in dominion, that's his domain. And Jesus said, or God said, I'm giving you this garden. I want you to subdue it. I want you to, I'm giving you the earth. I want you to reign over it. So what that means is the areas of our lives that God has given us, we're supposed to walk in authority in that. And so you begin to have to start looking at your life and saying, what arena or what domains are in my life right now? What are those things that I have influence? And you can list pretty easy. It's your family. It's your relationships. It's uh, your work, your career, school, your studies. Um, but I would also include social media in that, that. That gets joked on a lot. But that is a, that is, that's a, an arena or an area that God has given us. And so something we've been talking about around our house is be careful. Yes, be careful what you're posting, but also post with purpose. Have a reason because people are watching you. And, and you know, we can post things online that are not really a good representation of what, of what Jesus would want to portray. So I would encourage you, post with purpose. Post good things. Post funny things. But also post things about what's going on in your life that Jesus has done. Post things about about the hills, uh, about our launch that's coming up. I think that's a uh, that is a great way to post with purpose. Thirdly, with spiritual maturity, and uh, we talked a good bit about that last week. That that only after we have taken dominion and seen uh, fruitfulness begin to take place in our present territory. Does God give us any more territory? There is there has to be maturity before we can step into more um, in, into more territory. And you know, one thing I mentioned last week is you can be a servant, but once you've proven yourself to be a good steward of where you are, God will call you up and say, "I don't want you just to be a servant anymore. I want you to be a steward." That's what He said to His disciples. I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends because everything the Father has told me, I'm telling you. So I'm giving you an opportunity to steward something. And I think that's where we are. God's looking not just for servants; He's looking for people that were steward because He wants to give us more responsibility. The fourth thing we talked about was that stewardship is about boundaries, what to say no to. So you can know what to say yes to. Um, not doing something now so you can do something later. But also, it's what we can say yes to. That there are things in our life all around us that we get to enjoy, that we get to just have a blast with. Something I said last week that I have heard repeated this week was, I think it's time for us to discover the treasures in our own gardens. Instead of looking out there and trying to figure out you know, when this gets right, if I could just have that, what it, what's right there in your life that you can discover a treasure in? And, you know, I, I, I read the scripture last week, Matthew 13 and 44, that says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. And in his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy that field. If you want to find the treasures in your field, the first thing we have to do is to buy the field. Go all in. Be a good steward of the field that we already have. I want you to. I want to say two things to you. Number one, 
I think that means to steward our own house. And that means your family. That means our finance. That means our health. That means all of these different areas, stewarding them and making sure that they're, be, they're the best they can be, that they're abundant and that they're, they're fruitful. You know, I got to tell you, Chris and I have been really evaluating our own lives uh, and our, our own, what God has given us to steward. And there's some things that we know we can do better at, such as our health and our fitness. And, and we're, we're making ourselves accountable to one another through that. What are the areas in your life? Or maybe it's that one area that you could look at and go, I want that area to grow and to flourish. Then let's do it. Let's, let's make a commitment. Let's, let's go in. Uh, you know, we're in this series called Genesis, which means the beginning. At the beginning of this year, why don't we say that this year is going to be different than last year? And I, I, a lot of times we say that, but it doesn't happen. I think it's because our focus has not been right. doesn't mean you get a new garden. It's the same garden. You're just making a commitment to make that garden the best it can be. So first of all, we, we need to steward our house. But then secondly, I think God is calling us as a church to steward his house. I'll tell you this, that's the best way to make your home fruitful is if you will focus on God's home. There's a a scripture, one of the prophets said this, you know, why are you living in these beautiful homes while God's home lies in ruins? And he said, that's one reason you haven't been blessed. You haven't thought about God's house. Then I've quoted this before to you, but I love what David said in 2 Samuel 7 and uh, uh, verse number one said, after David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies. In other words, he had conquered, he had, he had, he had, he had got his, his domain fruitful. Things were happening. And he gave him rest from all of his enemies. He was, everything was just relaxed. He said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. And he began to say, I want to build God a house. And you can read through that about how God said, You know, you're not going to build me a house. Your son's going to build me a house. Verse 11, though, says, The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. So he said, David, you want to build me a house? Just because you want to do that, I'm going to build you a house. And he said, verse 16, I love that. He says, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me, and your throne will be established forever. Come on, talk talk about fruitfulness. I mean, David had done everything he knew to do within his domain, and he began to focus on God's house, and God said, you're not going to build me a house, I'm going to build you a house, and that house will never, ever end. And here's what I love about this. David said, well, then I am going to do my part. And he began to steward for God's house. Now, who, who built the temple? Solomon, David's son. David doesn't even get his name on it. It's not called David's temple. It's called Solomon's temple because he's steward. I want to encourage all of the parents to steward for God's house for your children. They're going to be the ones that are going to reap the benefit of this. There's going to be a day that we're going to have a a beautiful venue. There's going to be a day that all the things that we dream about as a church and, and we're going to be able to impact the city even more. We can start right now 
stewarding. David collected all of the all the wood. David collected all of the gold. He collected everything he could, so he made it easy for Solomon. This is the opportunity that we have. I want to encourage you, parents, don't just attend the hills. Let's steward it. Don't leave that up to us. Won't you help us? You have giftings that we need. You have giftings that God is asking for you to, to give them, to give of your resources. If you're not tithing, I want to encourage you to tithe this year. Um, it also to, to not only, not only to, not only to, to give, or, but to serve, to actually go in and, and say, God, I want to take what you've given me and I want to give it to you. I want to, I want to, um, submit my giftings to your house and then watch God begin to do it. Watch him. And I think sometimes we do this separation where it's, um, our lives, our homes, and then church, you know, like, um, for example, when you're at home, you take care of your kids. I'm talking to you parents now. Uh, you're at home, you take care of your kids, but sometimes we come to church and we just drop them off and say, all right, you take care of my kids in the back. It's time for me to take a break. What if we change that? What if, what if we partnered together with you and you partnered with the Hills to care for your children, to love on your children, that you are back there actually. They see you back there teaching and, and serving. I mentioned this the other day. Dads, one of the greatest things that we can do is to allow our kids to see us serving at the church. Moms as well. But I had an idea the other day. Dads, I want to encourage you. Once a month, maybe more than that, but once a month, why don't you, why don't you volunteer at the church with your children? If you have sons, then come early. And do staging one day. Or if you can't get them up early, then stay after church. Say, buddy, we're going to stay after church. And we're going to, we're going to help put this thing up and, and show them what it means to be actively involved. To our high school students and to our college students, one of the greatest things you could do is to minister to kids. Do you know as a middle schooler and as a high schooler who those kids look up to? They look up to you. What if, what if our Hills Kids Ministry could be made up of young people that were loving on these children? Uh, college students, uh, young adults, I want to encourage you to pour into those youth. Are you reaching out to them? Are you loving them? See, what this does is it allows us not just to steward what we have, but it's allowing us to steward what God has. God, we want to not just do it at home. I don't want to focus on my finances and health and wealth and my marriage and not focus on your house and what's going on. I think you catch the theme. You can feel it burning in us from, from praying over these names that, that you have, that you've turned in to forwarding an invite card, to inviting people to church, picking them up, bringing them into serving at the house of God. This is how we are going to prove to God that we can handle more if we will commit Commit and submit to this season of stewarding God's house. Love you guys. I thank you so much for your time today. Again, stay warm, stay safe. Uh, we're going to be seeing you next Sunday. And remember, when you get that email today that, that comes to you, just forward that to a friend. Invite someone. Get them out. Hey, next Sunday is going to be a blast. We've already got some, some great worship plan, some new songs you're going to be teaching. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so invite some friends out. It'll be the last Sunday 
uh, that we're in one one building at one time because the next week we're launching into those two two services. Let me pray over you. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these incredible people. I pray blessings over them today, Lord. Uh, I pray they'd have a good time with their family as they they spend time together sledding or eating chili or whatever it is that they do, Lord. Uh, But more than anything, I pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in all that we do. I pray for those right now, God, that want a deeper relationship with you but don't know how to get it. That even as I'm praying this prayer, that God, they would open their heart up to, to you. Those, God, that have been hurt by people. Some feel like they've been hurt by church and they've closed off parts of themselves to that. I pray, Lord, that that part of their heart would begin to soften, that it would, uh, that it would begin to beat again, and that they would have a love and a compassion for others and uh, for the work and the will and the, and the kingdom of you, Lord. We pray these things in your precious name. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, and blow your mind with his blessings this week. We'll see you next Sunday, 10 o'clock.